friends, welcome to the Sunday Sermon segment of We Need God. Please listen as Father Carrozza offers his homily for today, which was recorded live in St. Anne's Parish. There once was a farm which had its normal collection of barn animals that you'd expect to find on any given American farm. If you guys were the second grade, I would ask you to tell me some of the animals and what their sounds they make are, but knowing you're in eighth grade, I know you would, I would never ask you to do that because you'd be too embarrassed to make sounds for me. So relax, don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to impersonate any animals. But imagine all the different animals that were in a farm. And this barnyard was at the base of a high cliff. And way up in the top of the cliff, in the crags that were there, was an eagle's nest. And in the nest, two eggs. Well, one day there was a violent storm, and the storm blew and blew one of the eggs out of the nest. Now, normally you'd expect the egg just to fall all the way to the ground and crash and be destroyed. But something amazing happened that night. The winds blew it and kept it close to the edge of the cliff where branches sticking out and all sorts of other things cushioned its fall, broke it as it bounced down the edge of the cliff and eventually was grabbed by the branches of a pine tree which gently lowered it into the barnyard totally unharmed. The next day, the farmer came out to assess the damage of his farm and found this egg sitting in the middle of the barnyard. Not knowing that it had come from the eagle's nest and not knowing where it had been, he imagined somehow that one of the eggs from the chicken coop got blown out there. So he took it and put it in the chicken coop with all the other eggs there that the chickens were hatching. And eventually, this egg hatched. And the young eaglet, growing up with chickens and other chicks, learned to do what chickens do. As a little chick, it learned to cluck and to peck at the ground for grubs and bird seed and all the things and that a chicken would do. And he grew up thinking he was a chicken. One day, as he grew older, he looked up in the sky, and there, flying and soaring high in the air on all of the currents of the air, was this beautiful big bird. And he looked at it with amazement, and he said, wow, look at that. Who is that up there? And one of the other chickens said, oh, that's the eagle. And he said, oh, wow, I wish I could do what that bird is doing. And the chicken just clucked at him and said, oh, don't be ridiculous. You can't do that. You're only a chicken. Chickens can't do what eagles can do. And the eaglet said, oh, wow, what a shame. I wish I could soar in the air like that bird is doing. And that eaglet grew up as a chicken and died as a chicken, never knowing that it was called to great heights, to things far more than everyone around him had told him to do. He never knew the power of those mighty talons, never knew the power of that beak or to soar on those beautiful wings that he had. He missed it all because people told him short and told him he could never do that. Well, just like that eagle or that eaglet that, whose egg got blown out of the nest are you and I. We are in this world and we were called to, by God to do great things for him. But because of original sin, we've fallen. And we're in a world now that often teaches us to look at things far beneath our dignity, never to try to even envision the great things that God has in store for us. God has in store for you things higher heights than you have ever even imagined and that anybody will ever tell you. In graduation ceremonies all over the nation at this time of year, people who will give speeches will talk about all sorts of different things and they'll go out and they'll tell graduates, no matter what level it may be, from grade school to high school to college and beyond, they'll tell them, go out and make a difference in the world. 
But how will they tell them to do that? They'll tell them to go out and be rich, make millions, become powerful, control other people, run governments, and all of that. And they'll all miss the point. They will all miss the way that you can serve God. I don't know what God has in store for the class of 2020 of St. Anne's School. Maybe some of you someday will become world famous. And if so, that's great. Maybe not. Maybe you will only be known by the people around you. And yet, you can do great things for God if you look not for what the world tells you as the ways by which you are going to make a difference, but by the ways God tells you to make a difference. You can soar like an eagle. You're built for it. You're made for it. It's in you, and God gave it to you the day of your baptism at your confirmation, which normally would have happened by now, but this year is an exception. It will be strengthened. And you will go out into the world to make a difference for him. You don't need any great and wonderful gifts. Some of you maybe are more scholastically inclined than others, and your grades were better than other members of your class. And when you go off in high school, you'll discover people of the same way, that you may be smarter than others and other people who are smarter than you. There will be others who are just natural leaders that will automatically climb to the head of the class, and people that will be remembered, and then there will be quiet people, and maybe you might see yourself as one of them. But not one of you will be any less important than anyone else. And if you're not the president of your class or known by everybody, that doesn't amount to a hill of beans. The only difference is that you're giving God every day permission to do with you whatever he wants to do through you. You've heard me tell you this before in class, that none of you is here by mistake. I remember years ago giving a teen retreat, and I always used to make myself available for any of the teenagers who wanted to come in and talk with me. And this boy came in and told me something that broke my heart. A 16-year-old boy, I had never met him before. He was from some county, I think upstate. But he came and talked to me and told me something that was so upsetting to hear. He said to me, he says, my mother once told me I was an accident. She wasn't supposed to be able to conceive when I came along, but lo and behold, here I am. He says, I could perfectly accept the fact that my parents didn't plan to have me. He says, yet at no time in my life have my parents ever made me feel that I was anything more than an accident or a mistake to them. Broke my heart to hear a 16-year-old say that. Now, I'd never met his parents before. I hope very much that they loved him dearly and the old generation gap was going on, that the ways they were showing it, he wasn't grasping and vice versa. Yeah, he was looking for it in ways they weren't showing it. And I tried to encourage him with that. But I remember I said this to him. I said, even if what you're telling me is absolutely 100% true, that your parents only see you as an accident or a mistake, you are not a mistake to God. You are here on this earth at this time because God has willed you into existence at this moment. And I say that to you today as well, my dear graduates. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. You are here on this earth at this time because God wants you here. He has willed you into existence and given you to the parents that are raising you and has entrusted you to us here at St. Anne's to do our job in trying to raise you for him, to know his presence in your life and to know the unique gift he has for you that he has for nobody else in the world. 
None of you here is a twin. But we've had sets of twins come through St. Anne's in the past. And sometimes as we see them, you, know, you can't tell them apart physically. You have to look for a birthmark or something else on the twin to know which one is which. But their parents will tell you that their personalities are very different. And even if two twins look just alike, they're not alike. You, people may tell you you look just like your mother or just like your father. You may act just like your mother or just like your father, for better or for worse. But you are not your mother and you are not your father. And when you grow up and many of you will get married and raise children, your children may be very much like you. They may look like you, they may act like you, but they won't be you. They will be molded and shaped by the times and circumstances of when they are born into the world. So they won't be just like you. You are the only person just like you God has ever created. He has never created anyone like you before and never will again. And each and every one of us is created in the image and likeness of God. And that means something awesome. That means you have a way of showing God to the world that only you can do. And God is showing himself to the, you, to the world through you in a unique way. You, each and every one of you, is a unique manifestation of the face of God. Would that all people in the world could understand that and see the unique dignity that each and every one of us has as a unique reflection of God in the world. If only everybody could see that, our world would be so much better off, we'd have so much more peace. Sadly, far too many people in the world don't see that. They don't realize their gift and they squander it, going after the things the world tells us are important, like chickens or little chicks going after chicken feed and never living for the big things that God has in store for us. I think because a lot of people today, you hear a lot of people denying the existence of God and it's become very prevalent among young people today. More and more of our young adults are abandoning God and believing, no, we don't need him. We can do things on our own. And first of all, I think just looking at the, the headlines and the news around us should help us realize that we need God, that we are not capable of making the world the place it's meant to be without him. Maybe we have to admit our failure at trying to find the world without God and bring him in. And sometimes people would say, well, what difference does it make? Why do I have to go to church on Sunday? Why do I have to pray? What does it give me? Well, let's look at this way, this way. And you may remember we talked about this, I think, all the way back in September when we first got together as a class. If God exists, then you are made by God to be here, as I just mentioned. But a lot of people reject that and say, no, it was just the Big Bang Theory, which, of course, we also proved how the Big Bang Theory does not disprove God, even if that's exactly how it happened. We've proved how God creates. But without that, without God in the equation, and people who claim, no, there is no God, and the Big Bang just happens, grasses swirled around and exploded, and things just happen to mold and evolve to get to the way things are today, then what does it say about you here and now on this earth? Well, all it says is you are the result of the Big Bang, which happened billions of years ago. And things like echoes you know, or ripples in water through time eventually have reached to you and have created the moment that you came into being, but you will come into being and be dismissed so quickly and forgotten, just like anybody who's come before, and you are basically nothing more than cosmic dust something left over from the Big Bang with no meaning on its own. That's all the world without God can offer. We are the result of a Big Bang. We are cosmic dust. We are leftovers. But with God, 
You are here right now because you were uniquely created by God at this minute to be in this world, to show his face to the world in a way that he has never done before. Which one gives you value, cosmic dust or a unique child of God? Obviously, that's what we find in God, and that's what we need in him. And some of you will be going forth from here in St. Anne's, and especially if you're not going to a Catholic high school, and sadly, unfortunately, even in some of our Catholic high schools, the teaching of theology and the faith is not being passed off, even though some of our schools call themselves Catholic. Not all of them, thankfully, but there are some out there, and I don't mean anyone in particular. But for some of you, this may be the, the end of your formal Catholic education with your graduation here at St. Anne's. I would encourage you, continue to learn. Do not let this be the end, not only in your religion classes, if you're privileged to have them in school, but in your own reading, your own prayer, whatever, thing you, whatever you do. Join us in teen club in the, in the fall and continue to live your faith in Christ and learn how to bear Christ into the world of high school, which is going to be a very different world from St. Anne's, I can assure you that. It will be different, and you'll be looking for people to strengthen you. Your friends here at St. Anne's, you'll be going off to different high schools, and if you join Teen Club, you'll have a chance at least twice a month to come and see each other again and share your stories, what has happened with you, and support each other in your effort to remember that you are called by God to great things. And throughout your whole life, remember that. Are you a chicken or are you an eagle? The world tells you to be a chicken. God calls you to be an eagle. Do you want to peck at the ground or do you want to soar through the sky like, uh, and admired by everyone who sees you? The choice is yours. You can follow the world and be a chicken or you can follow God and what he's done for you and be an eagle. I don't know about you, but for me, I'd rather be an eagle. May you always seek to be an eagle, to soar high for the Lord. And you will find that by worshiping him faithfully, keeping your faith alive, following him and living out what he has called you to be if you just give him permission each and every day of your life. My dear graduates, go forth now from us as you leave us to make us proud, to bring what you have learned here at St. Anne's into your high schools, into your communities, beyond that into college and the world as you take your place in the world and let what you've been taught here at St. Anne's strengthen you to go out and be eagles, be the presence of God for everyone who meets you. May God bless you all and keep you always in his care. Thank you for listening to this week's homily by Father Carosa. If you enjoyed this homily, please pass the word on to your friends and invite them to listen. For more materials from Father Carosa, please visit www.fathercarosa.com.